Welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast. Wiz, huh? This set of Wiz is very Arnold and DeVito. On with the show. Oh, thanks Autopilot, you were a little quiet there, but... I'm Joe. I'm Adam. I'm Shannon. And I'm Angela. We are the Movie Dummies, and this week we're going to be talking about Movie Twins! Not the Movie Twins, Woo-hoo! but Movie Twins. The first set is Armageddon and... Uh, Deep, Deep Impact. It's so forgettable, I forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the little brother to the movies. Yeah, mm. you know, we're going to get into it. I, <laughs> I am kind of torn about this set of movie twins because it is uh, odd, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So before we dive too much in, we just want to say that we're going to miss Matt tonight. Yeah, Matt's not here. Maybe yeah. if, uh, I don't know, he didn't see the movies or something, it didn't matter. We could have used him. It would have been just as fun. It would have been. Matt, we miss you. <laughs> oh. Miss you, Matt. Bye, Matt. Until we start talking about these twins. My brain's working full-fledged tonight, guys. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of delayed. recommendations, <laughs> and we're going to start with Adam. Give me a little break. Give you a break. So oh, recommend- Give me a break. Oh, all right. So recommendations. <laughs> um. It's been a crazy busy week, other than the movies that we watched. I haven't had a ton of time, so I got to watch two things this week. One is Lethal Weapon, which is mm. always amazing. We've talked about it a million times. Mm. So um, I'm just going to throw it out there recommend it. If you haven't seen it yet, there's something wrong with you, or your mm. life is not complete. Yeah, I, th- I think and it's way better agree. than people would ever admit. Right, right. I think, I think it is, and I think it does the... Anyways, but yes, so we, we've talked about that. Infinite. Yeah, infinite amount of times. The second thing I'm going to recommend, and I enjoyed it, <laughs> and Joe's going to like want to stab me in the eyeballs for this, I think. <laughs> Probably everybody. It's Geostorm. Oh, my. Uh, you recommend it? There is 0% chance you liked that movie. <laughs> no, I did. I liked it. So, what? Sorry. How? <laughs> Okay, if something's um, wrong, it's Adam. No, no, this is a, a serious question. That <laughs> that movie was unwatchable. I couldn't even stand watching it. Um, don't get me wrong. I see a lot of people's problem with it. I do. And um, it's got a lot of issues with it. But yeah, uh, I turned thing, it on. Every single thing about it. <laughs> right. I turned it I turned it on knowing it was going to kind of be garbage, so I already accepted it. And like I said, maybe it was because coming off the mockumentaries, I was like... Oh, this is great. That might be your <laughs> only saving grace in this argument because, dude, that movie is pure garbage. <laughs> right. Oh. No, I, don't get me wrong. I see a lot of the problems with it. I just enjoyed it. I don't know. There, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had problems with the theory behind it, like the time frames and the editing, and there's a the dialogue and the whole wayward sibling connection thing. I mean,. It wasn't a good movie, but I enjoyed it. Maybe I'll tell you this. The only mockbuster that was worse than Geostorm was the What's Up movie. The rest of them were all better. I would rather watch <laughs> all of them. Maybe. And maybe that's why. Maybe that's why, because we watched What's Up last. Kata, you remember me? I'm the President of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. the Eastern European President yeah, I know. Like as soon as I, this was coming, I know I'm like Joe's gonna stab me in my lazy eye. But I, I, it's just... why would he stab the lazy <laughs> well, one? 
it's just tough for me. I don't. I guess that's him being nice. Yeah. I don't know. There was not one. Redeemable <laughs> At the end of the day, they're still friends. Movie. Gerard Butler was horrible in it. The other dude was horrible in it. Everybody was horrible right. in it. The special effects were horrible. But you the know what? The production design was horrible. You recommended horrible. me to watch this movie. You're like, you need to watch Geo yeah, Storm. She needs to watch it. We just watched The Day After Tomorrow. And that one's actually holds up pretty well from all those yeah, disaster does. movies. And I wanted right. to watch Geostorm just to see the turd that it is. And I cannot believe you're coming in here. Do you really want people to watch this movie? I'm not saying that. I just said I enjoyed it. I just don't see how. Did you I, I, like? I, I I recommended Lethal Weapon, and people need to watch that. But then I came in saying, I know Joe's going to stab me in the eyes, but I enjoyed. I like Geostorm. So Star Wars a, Episode uh, Eight gets a pass from Adam, but, but. Geostorm gets a uh, dude. You will always be an enigma to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible. I know. Uh, I know it's a movie flop. I realize it's a it's it's, it's horrible. It's dude, like I, I get like in bad movie. movies. I do get it, but that one didn't seem like it had anything salvageable to me. I re- right. I understand, but uh, what know, a weirdo. What a weird. <laughs> I'm 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 broken. So that could be true. Electrical team. No, golf or whatever. Think some hookers. Oh, okay, president. <laughs> wow, that's our president, guys. Oh, awesome. I'm on my farm here in Texas. Yeah, just to let you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go. All right, so we've got. Oh, so there's there's mine. So bad. Geostorm. <laughs> I love I love the disappointment in your voice when you say it. It oh, kind of hurts amazing. a little. Just kind of. Yeah. I know. Like love hurts, man. Love scars. Love stinks. Well, let's uh, get go it right. Shannon, then, what do you got to recommend? Ooh, my turn. My turn. I got to see the final. Well, it's not really final. Countdown. No. <laughs> I had the opportunity of watching Last Seen Alive, the last recent episode of the Aurora Tea Garden Mystery Series on Hallmark. Wow, I'll just keep talking louder. It was good. And how was it? Yeah, She is 100% in. I am, but there's like a spoiler because I haven't written my review for this one yet. This one I'm okay, going to write. you're going to have to back up because all I heard was Joe's oh, like She watched voice. the last Aurora Tea Garden. Called Hallmark Last Mystery Scene Alive. Movie. Yeah. So gotcha. there was a writer at one of the first or second mysteries mm-hmm. movies that I watched. And he came back because he wrote a script and it's becoming a movie. And it's based on Aurora Tea Garden. Surprise, oh, so this surprise. is a very much like castle sort of situation. Yeah. There you go. Okay. But poor uh, Aurora and her love interest has to go away. So I was so happy for the last five movies or so. <laughs> I was like, woohoo, are they going to get together? Are they going to get married? Whatever. Because she's not a commitment type of person. And Don't spoil it for us. We're all going to watch this. And now we'll just know. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Do you guys ever see, like, in the movies, right, when there's two people, there's three people, two of them are speaking a foreign language, and the third person has no clue what's going on? That's how I feel when you talk Hallmark movies. Oh. <laughs> Hallmark for life. Yo. Okay, Otto's in. <laughs> it sounds interesting, but I have no clue. 
they're pretty much like a love story. Right. So, but these ones are murder mysteries where you try and figure out who actually did the murder. And they do a pretty good job of steering you off course until like the very end. You're, you feel like you figured it out, but you really didn't. So, yeah. I like them. Oh, I like awesome. them for, for the soap opera story, Ooh, I think. Yep. Let's get on to my other recommendations since okay. those don't interest any of you. Well, you know, just check out all her reviews of all the Aurora Tea Garden mysteries at moviedummies.com. Yeah, and look. I actually, the the nature of the show, of the movies, uh, doesn't turn me off. Candace Cameron does. I, I don't like her. Right. Well, there is a oh. new movie mystery person. Oh, yeah. Called it's... Emma. Hold on. Uh, oh, I... Okay. You're going to look it up? Yeah, I, I have it for you. Okay. I in bet our, I can look it up, in too. Our queue. It's called Emma Fieldings. You beat me no, to No, Emma Fielding. And it's called Past Malice. That's going to be my next movie yeah, I'm going to watch. Yeah, there's 17 of those I'm going to have to go dig up from the dragons. No, these the... just started because oh, of... They? Yep. And then there's another... So is Emma Fielding the character or yes. the yes. actress? So it's like Aurora Tea Garden and Emma Fielding. So Aurora Tea Garden is Candace Cameron Burr and Bray. Emma F- Bray and Past Malice, which is the title, an Emma Fielding mystery. That's the, some blonde chick. Yeah, the character is Emma Fielding, but I don't know the real actress that plays Emma Looks Fielding. Looks like there's also a movie called Sight Unseen. Oh. Ooh. Angela, so there you have are to two. watch this. That's what we're going to be by me. Unseen. Unseen. You're funny. (laughs) Good one, loser. Looks like that chick. You can figure that out for us, Angela. Anything else? Oh, yes. I watched episodes on Mm, Joseph's recommendation. I watched season one, episode one, and I was like quite taken on what was happening. Would you um, like to give a, like a short, give me the elevator pitch for what Episodes is? Um, episodes is this... Elevator's going. I'm on floor two. Come on. Is these two producers who's from uh, Britain. Three-story building. We're yep. all done. Sorry. Your elevator pitch failed. Oh. There's only three stories. <laughs> well, stop talking so I can talk. <laughs> you can't handle the pressures of the elevator? You I can't handle not. Hollywood. No, it's a British oh, producing <laughs> team that goes to America trying to get a hit and everything they want to do is not okay with the American producers and they pitch something else and they're like, what is happening? This is not how I would tell the, okay, what this- How would you tell? What Episodes is, is a not true um, show, right, about a real Failed. person named Matt LeBlanc. Crashed. Burn. So it stars Matt LeBlanc and he plays a an exaggerated version him of yet. himself. He's in it nonstop. Not in episode Anyways, one. And uh, they get he's himself, so he's having trouble getting cast as anything because people just know him as Joey. And these two English producers want him for this part, and then they take this dramatic script that they they want their writers, and it gets turned into a crap comedy. It's kind of like the Ricky Gervais show. Okay extras or whatever it's kind of like that how he wanted to be something serious and he ends up being whatever that guy was at the whatever based on his life but you know this is it's very very funny and matt leblanc is funny i love matt leblanc i will check that out 
Well, I only saw episode one, and, and Matt LeBlanc is in not in it at that, all. There's no way. I am not kidding you. I watched the first episode, and I was like, it's at the very end. They're pitching him, or they're pitching the two producers, Matt LeBlanc character and they're like we have this great guy matt leblanc and then that's how the episode ends oh and i was like huh so that's all i've watched so you kind of told me more than i wanted to know but i would have assumed he would have been in that for i mean he's listed as being in the first episode back on to my recommendations i also recommend supernatural's spinoff called wayward sisters we watched the episode that leads into the wayward sisters from Supernatural, it was actually called Wayward Sisters. It's just a regular Supernatural episode. Yep, and it's going to lead into the... Spin-off show. Spin-off show. So it looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, all our favorite female characters from the Supernatural universe are there, including Donna. <laughs> yeah, Donna. Oh, it looks like Donna. Jody, Jody and Donna. I love Jody and Donna. Oh, yeah. it's great. And last, I don't know if I recommend this. Or kind of like Adam, rip your eyeballs out kind of recommendation. Office season one. Don't watch it. Whatever. She loves it. Oh, but watch it. But watch it. She's loving season two. Just watch it. No, like, can I, I keep wanting to skip through and just watch the ones with Pam and Jim. Because the ones with Michael are like, how is this man? It gets easier to watch. It gets it gets easier to watch, I promise. The longer it goes on, the easier it is to watch. The very the first season is pretty much like shot for shot of the British version, and that's why it's so uncomfortable. It is so uncomfortable. And he doesn't but get much better for a it gets long time. Easier. Adam, have you seen The Office? I have. Did I you have. like it? Oh, I am um, I got into it when it first came out, so mm-hmm. In the early seasons, you really didn't realize just how awkward it was. That's true, because you're watching it week to week. Exactly. Yeah. And so, but if you pick up just like with season, uh, like seasons four and five, then you went back to one, I could see having some issues with it. Yeah, well, I don't or think. Watch, if you're binge watching them, you see, can't. I've, I've never done a rewatch of the show. You can't. I watched Oh, them. I binge it all the time. I watch them when they I aired. I love it. And it is hard to watch, I'm telling you. Sometimes Michael is a bit much to take. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he is. Like we just but watched Jim the one and where Pam and Dwight, keep... they they make up for it. Right. We, we just watched the one where Michael was supposed to keep Jim's secret in season 2. <laughs> and it's hard to watch. He's just such a dick. <laughs> He's so awful. Ugh. But it gets better. He gets better. He does. Well, so far my favorite episode is the party boat. Because the party boat. Yeah, uh, it was like so touching. And you didn't age think the, the Corbin girl was the best one yet? No. That one was my favorite one. No. My, maybe of the series, I don't know. It was pretty great. I need butter. I need butter. Come butter my foot. Come butter <laughs> my foot. Country crock. <laughs> <laughs> issues, issues. Are we on to Angela? Yeah, let's recommendations? Go to Oh, heavens to Betsy. So... My recommendation for this week, I finally got around to watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes 1 and 2, and they are wonderful. Watch them, watch them. We've talked about, or you guys have talked about them a ton on this podcast, so I don't think we need to go into uh, it a bunch. Yeah, you watched Volume 1 down here. Yeah, I watched Volume 1 at your house. 
Um, I don't think one is better than the other. I think they're right. both just awesome goodness. It's a really awesome four-hour movie. Woo-hoo. Yeah, basically. How'd Kurt, you, Russell Kurt Russell was... It was yeah. Yeah, Kurt Russell was great. He's I, I great. liked him a lot. Yeah. And I liked the uh, empath chick. Yeah. <laughs> she was really weird. I, I just, I really liked her for some reason. Now, I warned you that Batista gets turned up to 11 in the second one. Did you find yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Some people found it too much. Was he okay for you? I, I liked it. Okay. I, I liked it because it was, he wasn't just, it wasn't just more of the same. You know, right. it wasn't just him turned up to eleven. He was growing and changing. Yeah, they, they, I think they've all grown. And, yeah, yeah, and I, and I like that. Huge turds. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and you, and the you like batteries. Family was keeps, dying laughing during that whole totally scene. Different. The the part I really love too is when Mantis gets hit by that rock, and he goes right after she gets hit. He goes, Look out! out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, it cracked me up. My nipples. Yeah. Yeah. Did you cry? <laughs> Drax is awesome. You cried when Yandu, uh no spoilers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Of course. Rooker's I have the best, heart, right? But, How know, is that a no yeah. spoiler? That totally is a spoiler. I, I didn't say anything. I just said Yandu. No. You don't know why? You don't really cry for the reason you think I'm mentioning. It's the other reason. Right. It's the mm-hmm. other reason. Mm-hmm. All the reasons. All the reasons. 13 reasons why I cried oh. at Yandu. <laughs> Keep so moving if forward. you are even more of a loser than I am and I still haven't seen these movies, watch <laughs> them. They're wonderful. Okay. Yeah, you gotta get ready for Black Panther that's coming out mm-hmm. in a few weeks. I don't not familiar with that <laughs> franchise. Black what? Panther, he's the guy who was in Captain America Civil War. Uh, you just watched Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Right, right, right. They're all going to be yeah, together yeah. in Infinity she's, War. She's seen them all. Okay, just yeah, yeah. I just I I didn't realize that guy, the the king guy, right? Yeah, I didn't realize he was Black Panther. The guy the who's dressed guy. in the black outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dead giveaway with the with the claws and stuff. Yeah, it right. makes sense now that you're saying it, but I, sure. I just I didn't realize. <laughs> Did I didn't know he had a name other than King black guy. guy racist. <gasps> king guy. Mm-hmm, it's a king hat. So. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. Woo! Well, I'm going to spin, go back and talk about 13 Reasons Why again. What? No, I'm kidding. That kid, whatever his (laughs) name is, he was in Goosebumps and 13 Reasons Why. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. I don't know his name. He's a kid. I still think he's going to grow up to be a a good actor. Probably. But I watched a movie with him. It's a Netflix uh, original, and it was not good. Oh, what was it? It's called Open House. Mm. It's the good. It's it everything that's wrong with modern horror movies. Um, I'm just going to spoil it. Dylan Minnette. Okay, Dylan Minnette. He, everything that's wrong with modern horror movies is this twist where the, the bad guy wins. There's no closure. You don't even get to hear the reason why the bad guy did what he did. It's just stupid. No thanks. Right. Uh-huh. I, I want something better written than that. You You basically had a premise and you didn't write around it. You just... Threw it together. Hit us in the face with it. Yeah, waste. Don't it's kind of like it. what you do the night before you have an exam. You just kind of hope and pray that if you sleep on your book, it'll just soak in your brain. Meanwhile, right through osmosis. Yeah. Meanwhile, like uh, Get Out is Oscar nominated. You oh, know, yeah. that's a smartly written horror movie. So go watch that instead. Okay. Awesome. You know, I'll do that. 
I'm pretty happy. One of my favorite movies from the year, The Big Sick, was Oscar nominated for Best Screenplay. So, woo! I didn't realize the Oscar nominations were out. Is my movie nominated? Mm-hmm. Every for a bunch every, of stuff. Every requisite category. Awesome. So good to know. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Uh, the th- Fingers the crossed. Thing, <laughs> the second thing I wanted to watch is a movie that came out on on demand. Now I am a huge hater of the DCEU movies, the live action, you know what I'm talking about? No. No. You're talking about Batman versus Superman? Yes. Okay. BVS, all that bull crap. I do not like oh, those. DC Extended Universe. Okay. That is I'm correct. on board now. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not a fan of those at all, but what I am a fan of is the Warner Brothers DC animated movies. Um, they mm. are strong to quite strong most of the time. A couple weak ones here and there. I've seen one or two. My favorite Batman movie of all time happens to be one of these. So if you ever are interested in a masterpiece, watch The Dark Knight Returns, parts one and two. And uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. That's pretty great. But this one is called Batman Gotham by Gaslight. And one of my favorite voice artists uh, who has done Batman, he did it in Batman Under the Red Hood. His name is Bruce Greenwood. You would know him as the president in National Treasure, Shannon. Ooh. Ooh. He is a great Batman. He's my second favorite. Albuquerque. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, this is a... Uh, Pineapple. Based on the I can do it, too. <laughs> Gotham by Gaslight, where it takes place in, like, Victorian America. That type of era. Victorian like, America? Turn of the century. Victorian... I don't know. It's not exactly London? Victorian. It's, uh... <laughs> it's Vic- what? What? It's turn of the century America. <laughs> turn of the century. Turn of the century Gotham. Um, so like 1900s? What are we? Like 1897. Like, like, oh, okay. Like Meet Me in St. Louis, Louis. Like uh, Jack the Ripper is the focus of this movie. But he's in London. Oh, he escaped London. That's why he stopped Ooh. killing him. And now oh. he's, he's killing in Gotham. Oh. Mm-hmm. Talk about a twist. Yep. And there's Did he change twists. his name to H.H. Holmes? No. <laughs> he's still calling himself Old Jack. Mm. And Batman's on the case. Okay. I think it's really well done. I Who really, voices really, Batman? I just said. <laughs> Bruce Greenwood, president. the president from National Treasure. Two, Book of Secrets, because the president wasn't in the first one. Man, I need to watch those movies. Yeah. Um, the, Some of my favorite you movies. You would like this, guys. There's a little mention for you. Who plays Luke on Gilmore Girls? What's his name? Scott Patterson? Yes. Yeah. Ding, 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 he ding. He voices Detective jim gordon or commissioner jim Ooh. gordon so. Ooh. i bet he does it very well too he does a Who great does, job is joker in it joker's not in Aww. it oh poison if ivy's he were in, it, in it catwoman's in it be. and catwoman is uh selena kyle obviously and she's voiced by jennifer carpenter from dexter oh, oh. she's way too skinny yeah just <laughs> off the topic you know send her a sandwich she's She's got I mean, weird eyes. Every time her name is eyes, mentioned, that's all skinny. I can really Yeah, she's really weird. She's skinny, way too but... skinny. I think you have a great nose. Like Bobby Brown, that's her prerogative. <laughs> so I, I highly well, recommend I mean, it. In if... the exorcism of Emily Rose, it made sense. Cause, sure. You know, she was being exercised. But... Hmm. Right. Anyway, so exercising. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I really recommend all the DC movies. I think that's is something you can get into. They're Pretty easy to find in a lot of places. Some of them are even on Netflix and other streaming sources. I highly recommend Yay. them too. Yeah, I've shown they Shannon a few. Yeah, they don't feel like they're you know watching an animated movie. You're not too into it, but these are pretty good. Yeah, give them credit. There's these comic series they're based on and stuff, and that that makes them 
already kind of popular to a certain group. Um, I would re- also go back and say not all of them are great right. as far as being adaptations of the comic books. It's made some fans mad, but I'm okay with it. It's all good. The last thing is right. I'm taking a new class this semester, and I have to watch all these old movies, and I have to watch them in a new um, sort of viewpoint, from a new viewpoint, because <laughs> like he's telling us all these things based on how they're written. And like I had to watch The Treasure of the Sierra Madre movie I had seen before. Um, Angela, our mom, had watched that one. It's got Bogart in it. I don't know if you remember it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, I don't. Yeah, but there's a, bonus, there's a backwards bonus. What's that? It's from friends. Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. So, oh, I, I don't really remember much about the movie. I just remember like kind of the basics and going into it with this new viewpoint that I had from my professor. I was like, oh, this is obviously a movie about communism. <laughs> I never really thought about it, but yeah, it's a uh, it's if you look at it the way. You know, he he was telling us that because this person was a socialist and he was a person who was a, a communist sympathizer, the writer was, and uh, you can totally tell. Like, it's kind of a masterpiece in that way. Everything's hmm. pretty subtle. He was able to get a working script based on this message, and it all kind of fits in there. And I, I, I do like the movie. It's just a little slow, and Bogart's a little dry. So are you saying we should go oh. back and watch this? Um, If you want. If you like old movies this one's okay it's it's a little slow i mean if you're into old movies you should expect the movie to be slow a lot of old movies are rather slow and bogey especially is very dry bogey's really dry in this one um he does he has he goes a little mad so that's Mm. fun to watch him like descend into madness so that would be fun yeah he goes a little crazy but those are my recommendations for this week So do we get everyone? Yep. Yeah, I think that's everybody. So I'm going to pretend to be Matt. It's my impression. So this week I got a game. Wow, that's offensive somehow. That is is probably (laughs) very offensive. I have two TV shows and four video games. Yeah, yeah. I got my video games, a a player on player game. I don't know how that goes. (laughs) October But they, now uh, we have a it's impression <laughs> corner. Yeah. <sighs> Talk right over. Are you doing that? Is that yeah. your impression? <laughs> no. <laughs> I really. Uh, I don't know. If, mm, doing impressions is hard. Okay. Let's see if I can do this. You ready? <laughs> ready. <laughs> it's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. I have to close my eyes for this one. She's making a face. <laughs> okay. Do it. Do it. No, thanks. No, you're... <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. I can't. You're staring at me. My eyes are closed. No, you're not. <laughs> no, thanks. That you know, the snow cone you gave me didn't taste like lemon. It's more like, oh, you know, guys are asses. <laughs> what? Uh, I'll try another one. Okay. <laughs> is Adam even there? What is happening? No, I'm, I'm trying to process this right now. <laughs> I'm in the room and I can't process it, so good luck. Oh. Oh. So, hey, Lois. 
Give Chris a break. I mean, no, don't. <laughs> oh my God. Sounds like Kermit the Frog has a cookie stuck in his mouth. It sounds like Kermit the Frog is trying to do a Peter Griffin impression. I'm trying. It's really saying. difficult. Someone told me to move my mouth to the side. Yep. To make his voice sound different. But no, yeah, just but not like that. You got to do it like this. Got to do it like this. I mean, no TVs, so he failed the class. It's not like he felt up his cousin in the garage at one time when I was 19. Shannon, you're, you're going now with you just this. southern. This is not... Peter's from Quahog. <laughs> oh, so... At least you guys figured it out it was Peter Griffin. Woohoo! Yeah. Roadhouse. Yeah. Oh. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> uh, Roadhouse. Thank you, thank you. I needed that. You guys can oh watch goodness. this clip I just recorded for you at your leisure. <laughs> of me? Yes. <laughs> you were recording me? Yes. <gasps> they needed to see what was happening. There was... <laughs> that had to be shared. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Are you sending it now? Yep. You have to send it. Now. So you can <laughs> don't watch it now. Aww. Oh boy, Aww. that was. I feel violated. Guys, Autopilot. that's my recommendation for this week. I recommend you come visit me in Houston and watch her do this live. That is. <laughs> no, shut up. It's good. It's great. So here we go, guys. Oh my goodness. Okay. Movie twins. We got a lot of numbers to crunch. You guys ready to crunch some numbers? Adam? Sure. Your chances of winning have increased. Matt's not here. <laughs> Ooh. Tell you what, I. Yeah, I won't win anyway, so. (laughs) Inconceivable! Yeah, you never know. Okay, so, Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) This is going to be two-step guess. First guess. Which movie do you think has the higher score? Armageddon. Armageddon. (sighs) Armageddon. Three for Armageddon. Wow. Wow, that's surprising. What? So Deep Impact has the higher Rotten Tomatoes score. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, now, for Deep Impact, guess the Rotten Tomatoes score. Without going over, Price is Right rules, baby. Okay, so Deep Impact has a higher score. Then so again, I'm not I'm saying what go, it is. I'm going to go 82. Mm. Wow. I was going to say 49. That's high. 49. Oh, wow. I think that's high. I'm going to say 68. We are all over. We are all over. Okay, so try again. Okay, um, I'm going to go 39. 39. 23. 39, 23. 33. 33. Shannon, you are the winner. It was 48%. On Rotten Tomatoes, wow. you're off Serious? by You're off by one. <laughs> the Peter Griffin voice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now guess Armageddon's. Okay, it's lower than 23. 48. 23. 23. Oh, 36. Okay. One. One. <laughs> Shannon, you win again. Yes! That's what I get for doing a wrong impression. Three points for Shannon. It's 39%. So Armageddon is 39. Deep Impact is wow. 38. Is that shocking to you guys? Yes. Yes. Me too. A little bit. But it's also not shocking. So here I'm we guessing. go. I think it's pretty shocking. Now I'm going to tell you guys a bunch of movies from 1998. Okay? Okay. Okay. But All right. So Mulan in 1998. These are their mm-hmm. budgets. Okay? Their budgets. Okay. Mulan. Mulan was an animated film. Though. Yep. Yeah. Budget of okay. $90 million. 
Mm, Hard okay. Rain, starring Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman, $70 million. Sphere, okay. starring Samuel L. Jackson and Liv Schreiber and Sharon Stone and somebody else, $73 million. Lost in Space, $80 million. Godzilla, one twenty-five. Dr. Doolittle, 71 Saving Private Ryan, $65 million. The lowest of all lows. Wow. Okay. Meet Joe okay. Black, $85 million. Okay, okay, are we trying to guess Armageddon or Deep Impact? No, I want you to know this, okay? So the, the budget of Deep Impact was $75 million. Can you guess its wow. worldwide box office? Uh, without going over. Without going over. Did it actually make money? As, I now, guess... does $75 million shock you guys? A little. Uh, but but no, then again, it's... about right. But then again, just looking at the... Cast. I mean, we're talking Tia Leone. We're talking okay, Saving Freeman, Private Ryan. We're talking Robert Duvall. Yeah, it had a bunch of Saving Private Ryan was sixty-five million. Yeah, but in Saving right. Private Ryan, they didn't have like a bunch of space equipment. They had. They made an Academy Award nominated movie. Okay. Uh, Got robbed by Shakespeare in Love that year. I'm gonna say a hundred. It made a hundred. A hundred. I'm just saying I'm that it shocked say... you. Yeah, it shocked me. Okay. I'm going to say 110. 110. Adam? Come on, buddy. Um, 126. Adam, you finally won one. One point for Adam. <laughs> Woohoo! Go, nice. Adam. Go, Adam. <laughs> it made $349 million. Worldwide. Holy crap. That's great. So that's a sound investment off of 75 mil. Yeah. All right, now. So in 1998, there was two movies with a budget... That tied for the highest budget of the year. One was Lethal Weapon, four. Ooh. And one was this movie, Armageddon. They both had a budget of $140 million. Okay. It's going to be a flop, isn't it? Over double Saving Private Ryan, and we got Armageddon. Okay. Okay. Guess it's worldwide gross. It's going to be a flop, isn't it? 120. I don't know. No. I'm going to say 300. 410. 300. 300. Adam, you get two points. I'm still up by one. 553 million, but we can see from this that 75 million to 349 is is kind of a better deal. Yeah. Right. You know, because I don't, you know, it works different worldwide versus domestic. They get different rates of return or whatever, but I mean, does that shock you guys at all? Yes. A little bit. 150 million or 140 million shocked me. But I remember, now that I'm thinking about it, I remember this being a huge movie. Like, I remember this. Oh, it was monster. You know, it was a huge blockbuster. And I think know, like, what kind of made it bigger than Deep Impact was it had the music angle going oh, for it. Oh, it. it had a lot more right. going for it. It was Michael Bay, and he, he at the time was on a hot Jerry street. Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, it was a Bruckheimer right. production. Yeah. People knew what they were going for, and they were going for a summer blockbuster. Well, J.J. Not to J. mention, J. it was it was Bruce Willis before J.J. Well, J. J. Abrams had his hand in this, too. Yeah. Well, he wasn't right. really known then. Well, but still, I mean, you can see why he got his career started if he's tied to <laughs> something like this. Well, he was originally going to be uncredited for all the writing he did until he had to come back and do Punch-Up on the set. Yeah. I think J.J. Abrams did a lot of the Jokes. rework. Oh, yeah, I read a lot about these about the movies, and yes. Steve Buscemi was super depressed because he was like, finally I get to play a normal dude, and then when <laughs> they found out he was cast, they rewrote his whole character to be a sleazeball. He uh, plays sleazeball well. <laughs> That's the he thing, does it so well. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. So I gave, <sighs> us, I gave us all seven <clears throat> different points we're going to discuss mm-hmm. about filmmaking. Pretty simple. Directing, writing, mm-hmm. cinematography, mm-hmm. editing, uh-huh. acting, production design, uh-huh. and uh-huh. sound. All right. 
We're just going to go through right. this in a orderly fashion, I think. Just try mm. to keep this under an hour 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, oh, hold on. Break. Just one second. Who do you think did better with their money? $75 million for Deep Impact or 140 for Armageddon? Like, who do you think looks better Armageddon. on screen? I think... I think Armageddon looks better Arma- on screen. Armageddon by far, by far. Now, do you think that is um, the special effects were better, or yeah? Do you just think yeah, the that special effects? I think well, the special uh, effects even... were just more. You know, like there really wasn't much going on in Deep Impact as far as special right. effects. But then again, it's it's Michael Bay. This is that's sure. what he does. Well, and, and here's the thing: he even I think says this people... is his worst movie. Go ahead, what Anna. you got to remember too, Armageddon. You talk special effects, but you can't do Armageddon without talking cinematography too, because Michael Bay patents a lot of cinematography. Like well, yeah, his cinematography is very good. That are used in movies today that he made famous. Sure, right? I mean, just so I think I think it's hard to kind of take the two separate from these two movies. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay is a part of Armageddon. So Yeah, I understand that. And the right. the frenetic pace of Armageddon kind of leaves you like um tired by the end of it cuz it's I don't know if you guys noticed but the cuts last an average of 1.5 seconds. That is Oh, not... right. There's Yeah. I mean that's... that's what that he does. He does a lot of cuts, a lot of angles and he uh, I don't he I don't tells... think there's any that they're this much. This is almost well, too much. Well, but I think what they not I think what I I get a sense that they are trying to tell the story through cuts, like different angles, and you get, you know, where where deep impact kind of gives you dialogue to give you the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, Armageddon gives you these quick cuts to give you the story, um, and, and, and we'll talk more about that. Go ahead, I'm Jan. talking specific. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm was going to agree with Adam. I think if we compared these two movies. It's not about, to me, it's about the story. Well, they're not even and, in the same genre. Yeah. Well, these are apples to the oranges. Yes. Right? I mean, really. And I think Armageddon did better with the story because I was totally hooked the whole time in Armageddon. and Deep well, Impact, simpler. I'm like, what the? It's Some just, of it it's just, just didn't make sense. Yeah. Armageddon's super simple. They don't go make you jump through all these hoops at the beginning of the movie. So let's get into it. We'll get into the writing in a minute. So directing. Um, Mimi Leader uh, isn't really a big name, um, but her movies you've seen probably, and mm-hmm. they all did about the same business as Deep Impact. Um, passable movies—they're not horrible, but they're not Michael Bay blockbusters. So, right. Um, what did you guys think of her direction? I thought it was okay. I, I didn't. I, my, I don't know. I have one huge issue with deep impact and i don't know if it's directing or writing or both okay but my my problem is that it wasn't telling a story it didn't tell a story deep impact did not tell a story and that right that annoyed me and i don't know if that's if it was on the page well, and it just whose story didn't was show it even up trying on this... to tell? I mean, it was was it exactly. trying to tell Elijah Wood's story, and he's he's him in his little preteen romance is the romantic interest uh, this, supposed to get behind. It was so and this weird. Is where I, it was so awkward. I think it tells. I think it does tell the story, but I think 
like I said, apples to oranges. I think Deep Impact tries to tell you humanity's story, right? I, I think they try to bring job, all these. Right, but I think right. they try to take all of this together and try to like make a global issue and story out of it where Armageddon gives you, you know, these a handful of these oil rig cowboys, these roughnecks. And yeah, the saving the world's in there, but it's not humanity's story like Deep Impact tries to tell. That's what I'm saying. These are like apples to oranges. I, don't guess. It's, I don't know that that's what they're trying to tell, buddy. I, I think that they they were I voiceless. It's, I think the script is absolutely voiceless. They're, it's Taya Leone's uh, story. It's Elijah Wood's story. Right. It's, you this, know, it, and this is... And I'm with you up to a certain point. I think where the changing point... I, mean, I agree with you, and I can see where you're coming from, but I think where that changes and it becomes humanity's story is the second Morgan Freeman addresses the world, so to speak. So I, 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 I will, I will agree with you. can't tack that on and say that this is fixed. Oh, no, no, right. don't get me wrong. I will agree with you don't, to a point. Yeah. But, right, yeah. But at the end of the day, if they were trying to tell humanity's story, they, oh, they did failed. it really poorly. Mm. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, but we're not, I mean, not writing first yet, three we're quarter, Okay. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. So that is a right. So that is a writing issue then. Yeah. Right. So then deep I, impact I don't have any is, issue with their directing. Would you guys disagree with this? Deep impact is shot like a Grisham drama, like The Firm or like yes, any yeah. of those movies of the period. Yeah. And, and Michael Bay shot Armageddon. It's obvious. It's like he jerked right. off all over it. Well, that yeah, and that's and that's where the two are different because, like, I think you get Michael Bay is going to direct totally different than whoever this chick was that you said. I don't sure. even know her name. Well, Michael Bay um, goes beyond directing movies; they become Michael Bay movies. You don't right? You don't get Michael Bay because you have a bunch of writers that want to put something on screen. You get Michael Bay because you want Michael Bay to put something on screen. So when you go to directing and writing, you, with Michael Bay, you get both, and he's yeah, going to determine is, what that is. This is the era where that was still okay, where you could just slap some Michael Bay on the screen yeah. and people would just go pay money for it. I don't think they're really in the mood to do that anymore. How can the same guy who Unfortunately, made Transformers ruined and, that and Transformers in the same year almost? You know, how can that be the same guy? It's almost it's kind of insane. So if we go back to the category right. and just talk directing, I think both directors did a good job directing the, their movies. I don't think it I was... I think, uh, I honestly think Deep Impact was better directed than Armageddon in the, in the sense that it's, it, it did what it set out to do. I don't think it did it very well. But the shots were, they're boring, but they weren't... Let me just let me let me go back. I think Michael Bay shot a five and a half hour movie. He had to cut down to two thirty. And you think? And I think that all that cutting is because he couldn't get rid of all of it, or else his story wouldn't make sense. A lot of times you'll have to you'll cut sections out of the movie, but then they're called back later. And I think every single thing he should have cut out was called back later, and it mm. wouldn't have made any sense. And I think that's why you got a two and a half hour movie. Um, I don't remember Armageddon being long, but it's freaking long. Right, it's longer than <clears throat> two hours and thirty minutes, or and something. at an average of one point five seconds per cut, it doesn't feel well, that long. And you're, it's, it's you're especially it. talking in the nineties, where nobody went over like an hour and thirty, forty minutes. For a I movie. think two hours um, for an action movie would be pushing the very limit. Mm-hmm. Right, right, action movies are so probably in the one forty range most of the time. I mean, I gave myself, <laughs> I gave myself like five hours to watch both of these movies Wasn't today without. Time. <laughs> 
right without without <laughs> looking at all to see how long they were because I didn't remember uh, Armageddon being very long and I didn't think Deep Impact could be very long. Yeah, you know? I think they both crest uh, Deep Impact is a little over two, right? Yeah, Deep Impact is mm-hmm. a little over two. That's when I as soon as I started it and saw the runtime, I looked at the clock and I'm like, oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to be in t- on time for this. Um, so, <laughs> But I didn't remember Armageddon being very long, so it doesn't feel long when you're watching it. Right. So I think that's I think that bridges us right into writing because sure. deep impact. Any, do you guys have any more thoughts about the direction? Sorry, real quick. They like, were both fine. It was fine. I think Michael Bay I, I is a master with, at blending yeah. special effects with you know stuff he's got in camera. I think he's always been good at catching stuff in camera. Shannon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, he's not he's not a George Lucas of the world where everything's completely CG. He'll he shoots a ton of footage and blows stuff up in real life and. Yep. Because you can't fake right. the flames. You can't make flames look real in, in CGI all the time. So right. I think he is absolutely a master, and he should be a special effects supervisor and not a director. Hmm. You can tell Graphic he produced movie, or and, movie, and Zach music, Snyder. music videos. I, I, I think it depends on what he's doing and what he's trying to accomplish. But definitely by far, actors. more of his movies are eye candy than they are actual directorial masterpieces. Sure, but so. if you had somebody else uh, directing the actors, I think you would get better movies. I don't know. Well, look at Bad Boys. Yeah, look at Bad Boys. If you got somebody else directing the actors, I think you'd get better movies. I don't know. Bad, I think Boys, Bad Boys and Bad great... Boys too are both really good movies. I thought that he did great with those. And you look at Thirteen Hours; he did amazing with that. I think Michael Bay okay. does. I think Michael Bay does what Michael Bay wants, and sometimes he um, doesn't care I've... about making a good movie. I think exactly, that, you know, and I think I, with, I think I'm going to overrule you all because at the time that these movies came out, it really wasn't a thing of who directed what. No one of. really names weren't really that big. Like yeah, they were. Michael Bay was a huge name at the time. Michael okay. Bay was monstrous. Oh, he right. was on a string I mean, of hits. He had done Bad Boys was his first movie. He did The Rock. He produced Day. Con Air. He didn't do Independence Day. What's wrong with you? Didn't he? No, it's Roland Emmerich. The Disaster King. Oh. oh, my bad. I don't know. I just, so, I don't feel like it was such a big thing. If that was the case, since these movies were coming out at the same time, why didn't Paramount Pictures get a bigger director for Deep Impact? Um, she had done a lot I of I think movies. I know, I think I know what Shannon's talking about in that, like, I'd never heard of Michael Bay until yeah. Transformers. Exactly. What? Oh, Me too. Like, and I didn't even oh. know he was a big director until Transformers. Yeah, but people, so, people yeah. knew. You were, we were younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, right. I'm sure Martin people Scorsese, did. But, I'm just yeah, saying that people... directing wasn't something that people were like, I'm going to see this movie because Michael no, Bay that, directed no, it. No, it's absolutely 100%. People would go see a Spielberg. They'd go see a Scorsese. They'd go like, see a Like, I understand Lucas. that. I'm a just Cameron. saying Michael Bay wasn't that, that time, big of a would, name. They would go see a Michael Bay. Because oh. it was, he was just, he was hot. Okay, let's move okay. into writing. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Writing. Deep I, impact. Tell me about what you felt about Deep Impact. Script. I it was awful. hated it. Was it. Yeah. I I was not a fan of the young relationship. It was weird, right? It was a walk it was to so first. weird. Were they like uh, trying to a walk to remember? I think was two thousand. Okay. So it's after. Because this is ninety eight, right? I I mean these. 
Lily Sobieski and Elijah Wood are like twelve in this movie, right? Like, I don't understand why they're getting married. Like, I'm just, I was. I think they're supposed to be about fifteen, sixteen. They have no chemistry. Like, why? Why are they getting married? I don't understand. Because that's the only way they can stay alive. They're children. I agree. It's dumb. It's dumb. I get it, but like, it's dumb. That's exactly. I said too many stories but to this, follow. This isn't like their movie either. Not really. It, they're just no. part of it. It's it's very weird. Like Taylioni, like, the hero. I didn't understand what she was doing in there. I didn't understand. I don't know why we cared about her parents or why her dad. Why we cared about. I, her so, dad I think being they tried to make this a humanity film. All these different relationships yeah. and all these different connections oh, and all these message. emotions. So, oh, there's right. a message here, guys. But, but right. if you want me to care about Taya Leone, tell me about Taya Leone. Don't yeah. tell me about her parents and what they're, they've got going on. Don't tell me about these little kids that are that discovered the comet but then disappear into nothingness and two now, seconds later and then get yeah. brought back in but aren't really part of the action. And I, I, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. No, I think it. There's too many put-ons. <laughs> the story starts off a little too weak, and it's a bit. I think it's a bit too much to have the astronomer die at the beginning. It's too much of a put-on, right? They spend a lot of time, too much time, dealing with that problem and the problem of right. the asteroid. They could have had years to deal with it. I mean, you know was I mean? it years? But I have no idea. You have an asteroid movie. You where don't. The, where the asteroid? Yeah, it's years. They tell you. So they tell you that it was a year ago when Morgan Freeman addresses the nation. It was a year ago. That the guy died, and it's going to right. be another year that the meteor hits. So two years passes right. in this film. Okay. Well, it kind of felt that way when I was watching it. So <laughs> like Armageddon, on the other hand, for the two hours and 30 minutes that it was on, I was glued. And, like, there was so much happening. I was, like, nail-biting, like, even though I've seen it multiple times. And that's what I liked about about our Armageddon script, you know, there was, there was a focus and the focus was Harry Stamper and his drilling team, you know, and, sure, it was, and we, we got to really champion, <laughs> right. It is. I mean, you wouldn't expect anything super complex out of Michael Bay, but no, there's not a lot of nuance here. It is just, it is what it no. is, but I'll tell you, there's only right. one of these and, movies I cried at. And he cried. I cried at both. I didn't. I bawled at both. No. Nope. I did not cry in Deep Impact. I cried I was... with happiness when Deep Impact was over. <laughs> I cried <laughs> at, I cried it in Deep Impact and I I will tell you it's only it was during one scene and it was only because that scene just gripped ripped at my heartstrings and Can you, you know, tell me the I scene picked... so I can make fun of you please? <laughs> I, it's when they were all saying goodbye to their families. When the oh. people, when Robert Duvall and, and the when they were saying goodbye to their families, I'm like, that didn't you know the me one bit. I'm sorry. When the girl, when the woman was saying goodbye to her little girl, and I had Maddie laying next to me, and I was yeah, just that, kind of you like, know, I get it. Those those were tougher. But jeez, Joe, right. do you have Lily a heart? hugging her dad and getting hit by the wave? No, 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 I don't care about that. I didn't care about that. And, <laughs> and Lily care. Sobieski and and it, whatever. <laughs> And Elijah Wood uh, running up the mountain with a baby. Was that their baby, by the way? I know. Her idea. little sister, brother. Of course it was. Sister brother. You know, and I'm just like, this is, this is dumb. I, I hate this. 
they're not going to run that wave. And then they did. And it made me, it bummed me out. Well, so I feel, and you can all chime in, that the writing on Armageddon was 100% better than Deep Impact. I don't know. I thought the dialogue in Deep Impact was strong. It was just meaningless. Sure. Sure. I thought it was acted well, but it was meaningless. Does that make sense? Right. If I go a 10 scale... Armageddon's a 10, Deep Impact's a 5. Armageddon's a 10 at nothing. You take it back. Well, I mean in writing. <laughs> it had a good... It flowed really well. The thing about the writing in Deep Impact that really... If you watch these movies back-to-back, and Angela, you did. I did. Mm-hmm. It's completely humorless. It's so humorless. There is no joy. It wasn't fun to watch. There no. was nothing fun to watch in this movie. Now, Adam, you said I you mean, like Deep Impact. I like them both. Is this something you'll rewatch? No, I mean, this is something I seek no. out. If I'm flipping, well, I, it's not like I own it and I'm going to pop it in because I want to watch a great movie. But, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll watch, I will seek out Armageddon again and sure. I'll watch that. But I won't do it don't for Deep Impact. I'm just saying. Now, I've probably seen Deep Impact a total of maybe four or five times throughout my life. And I'm talking the other ones I've seen. It. I'm flipping through the channels and it just happens beyond nothing else. So I watch it. Right. You know? It's not like I own this movie. But you'll put Um, on Armageddon to watch it. No, don't get me wrong. It'd be few and far between when I do that. But, um, but yeah. So, I mean, I like... and There's two people that I really like in Deep Impact. That'd be Morgan Freeman's character and Robert Duvall's character. Those are the ones I... Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of... um, I could. I mean, you put Morgan Freeman as the president in Armageddon, and we got a movie. Sure. Right. What? Oh, people had problems with this, though. Oh, racist people. So let's skip on to Armageddon. We got to get this thing moving. J.J. Um, <laughs> Abrams is on this script, so there he, you know, he's always been a good writer. His first movie he wrote was that got produced. I think it's called Regarding Henry. Pretty good movie. Uh, anyways, right. it starts off with a much simpler version of the same story. Not a lot of astronomers dying. Um, some astronauts die, and so we got some American hero death. That's pretty good. And we are warned of the impending doom, so they know it's coming. There's no, it's going to hit us in three years. No, it's going to hit us right. tomorrow. There are some huge problems with this script, and whether it is realistic or not, it's not. Um, but that isn't what a summer blockbuster is about, especially in 1998. So, right. I mean, thoughts. it wasn't. They did have some time. They had. They. I think the Harry. Eighteen was days. It? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so they wouldn't have been able to train to go up in space in eighteen days. I mean, honestly, oh, that's well, ridiculous. I could, do, I could do it in three. Now, Ben <laughs> Affleck is is known to have quoted on set, going, "Well, wouldn't it be easier just to train a bunch of astronauts to drill than it would be to train a bunch of drillers to be astronauts?" And absolutely not. No, it's this movie actually makes perfect logical sense. You you'd send the drillers into space. You wouldn't train astronauts. Right. And yeah. And, you know, Bruce Willis's character actually uh, said something to that effect. Like, that was their that was their plan originally, right. is they were just going to train the astronauts, or they were going to bring Harry in to train the astronauts how to drill. And he's like, no. Yeah, you just don't you teach can't an Air Force that. pilot how to be a botanist and then send him up to do botany research. No, you train a botanist to right. go into space. Right. right. Well, that's kind of what he's he said. Like, you know, I can get it. Right. Anybody can He's slap a suit on and walk years. in a di- different atmosphere. Sure. Now, if you said the, if you had to say these guys had a pilot the whole mission and fly spacecraft, Correct. yeah, that would be unrealistic. That'd but be really stupid. If, and you know, that right, would be dumb. Uh, the the technology they had that doesn't exist 
Um, well, the, sure. the thing that kept bothering me was them flying through space. You can't fly through space um, in the space <laughs> shuttle. Like, you can't maneuver like that. That's There's no air. Didn't they do that in both the movies? I don't know. I wasn't paying that close of attention to the other one. No, I think, um, I think I mean, in Deep Impact they were using side boosters they, to maneuver. They didn't. Right. They didn't I like fly how Joe's around, doing it with they, his hands. They didn't fly until they're around gravitational stuff from the comet or the moon. So. Oh, no. They fl- they know. They flew. <laughs> they flew? In Armageddon, no, I don't they, they flew the, through space. They. I don't it, remember them flying. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember them flying Ugh. through space. I remember them taking it to the moon. And once they get to the moon, they burn the thrusters. Adam, it doesn't and matter if there's gravity. There's no air. You need the air to affect the wings. So if you pull a stick and put a flap, it doesn't matter if there's gravity. You're not going to move. Okay. Space is a vacuum. You would ju- you pull that stick any which way you want, and it wouldn't work. At this point, he was just trying to find flaws. No, that's not. It, I think because he wasn't Shannon, even paying attention in Deep teacher. Impact. Oh no, I had problems with there both you, these movies because I wrote like not realistic, n- not going to happen in space. Sure. You, and, your point in Deep Impact was why didn't they just fly the ship ahead of the comet and let it run into them instead well, of flying through the tail? <laughs> That's a good point. And, like, the two biggest differences for these movies for me was Deep Impact is a comet. So the components of this celestial object is different than in Armageddon, which is an asteroid. Mm -hmm. One's a ball of ice, and the other one's a rock. But in Armageddon, they show ice on the asteroid. Do they? Or is it just, like, crystallized? I think it's just, like, Mm. cold rock, you know? It's cold yeah, rock? Would that be ice? Uh, no. Ice is frozen water, no. dipwad. Right. Whatever. It Loser. Frozen, <laughs> you know, shiny metal is way different from Anyways. ice. So, yeah. I, whatever. I At this point, I didn't even Armageddon's care. Armageddon's got huge problems. Let's not... While I think it was better written... Let's not the size let's, of Texas. Let's not pick. Let's not pick apart the science of either of these two movies because it's both sketchy as all get out. Sure. All right? Landing on so an asteroid is actually something NASA's looking to do in a few years. So, so let's production design. It. The science is not good. You don't think they're going to do good. it, Adam? Nope. Hmm. We'll find out. Twenty twenty two or something like that. So what? Yeah, something like that. I don't remember. Twenty thirty, we're on Mars. That's NASA's oh. plan. I thought you meant they're redoing Armageddon. No, 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 no. Please don't. <laughs> Monumental waste of resources and money. What I did Anyways, notice in the cinematography was there was a lot of scenes. Hopefully this is cinematography. There was a lot of scenes where they were kind of going around, like circling people and looking up. And I thought that was a Michael Bay thing. You know, yeah. like the circle move. Yeah. The bad boys shot. Which there are some of those right. in mm-hmm. Armageddon, but oh, there's, he, there's a, a lot, lot of, of them Bay shots. in Deep Impact as well. So, but I know that these two are kind of like fighting against each yes, other. Yes, they were. They were not friendly with each other at all while they were being made. No. Did anyone else notice that? No. Yeah, uh, I think Michael Bay said something like Taylor Leone against Bruce Willis. They have, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, and with the box office numbers, he was kind of right. But he kind of wasn't. I think as a percentage of, you know, budget to income, I think uh, Deep Impact did better. And surprisingly... I mean, dip it deep... Yeah, I guess. 75 well, to 350 versus 140 to 550? 
I don't know. I think that's by percentage-wise, I think Deep Impact did better. But then a little bit later, didn't Bruce Willis come out and say he'd never work with Michael Bay again? He hated his directing. He hates everyone. He's Bruce Willis. He's Bruce Willis is the worst. Well, we're waiting for a Bruce-assance. You know, we'll see. He's. I think he's changing his ways. Yeah, he just he wants to change his ways, or he wants to stop being snubbed in Hollywood. Is what he wants. Well, sure, he's sick of making directed DVD movies. Okay. He's made four hundred of them in the last two years, so. He's on Hallmark's schedule. <laughs> so on to cinematography. Cinematography is the camera work. Which movie do you think had better camera work? Uh, I'm going to go... Go ahead, Adam. I'm going to... Oh, I'm just saying Armageddon. Okay. Armageddon. I mean, all these all these categories, dude, there's only one I have kind of tied, but still Armageddon comes out on top. All right, we'll get there. So I think the cinematography in Deep Impact is very much like a lawyer drama. It's simple, it's bland, not an exciting thing to do, especially for an end-of-the-world movie. Mm-hmm. The lighting is plain, but fine. Once again, it's like a lawyer drama, but I think Armageddon, for the most part, the shots are okay, despite the quick cuts, but that's more of an editing issue. Yeah, uh, Armageddon has a lot of good close-ups, good lighting, especially in the NASA room where it's it's dark in there, and you, like, you get a sense of brooding, like, oh, no, this is where, you know, this is the pit where these guys are going to try to save the world via the other guys in space anyways. <laughs> uh, and, of course, the camera work and the action is is always pretty good, despite the quick cuts. So, Yeah, I'd have to say Armageddon kind of wins this category for me. It's To me, if it wasn't written right, it's hard to kind of score in any other category, and it was really hard for Deep Impact to make any... Well, you can say a movie shot really well, but written like crap, but Deep Impact is just boring. It is, and it's hard to just get on board with anything that's happening. And the so only was... good shot, well-shot scene is Morgan Freeman's speech. Mm, sure. And But, you know, I, I liked the speech. I thought it was good. I... I can't pick one scene that was my favorite of that movie. Maybe it's Buddha. Maybe it's the spaghetti monster. Oh, wait. My favorite scene (laughs) in Deep Impact is where the giant wave is killing everything. Yeah. But that wasn't a very good special effect shot. It was awful. I agree. (laughs) Compared to Armageddon, it's not very good. But if we're... The sound... Of Armageddon was better. There. We're getting there. Sorry, 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 sorry. So cinematography, any more thoughts on the way it was shot? No one? No. Cricket. Okay. At least say no. I don't so have I a cricket sound. <laughs> I sorry. Have a... No. Please clap. Uh, editing. Editing. Editing means what? Editing. Is that in a booth editing for two months, of... putting the, all that footage together into a film? Well, obviously the editor on Armageddon had a lot more to do. Oh, oh yeah, deep impact. <laughs> Why would you say that? Because Michael Bay takes uh, five hundred different shots safe. of fifty different angles. Right, fast, it's, fast, now, now. Because you're very rarely trained on any one thing or in any one shot for very long. I mean, like Joe said, it's an average of one point five right. seconds or whatever it is. Yeah, one point so, five seconds. So, so, so every one point five seconds, somebody had to cut two things together on average yes. two hour and 30 movie 30 so, minute movie mm-hmm. it's insane. so where deep impact tried to like tell humanity's story through all the different characters and you know the connections and the speeches um michael bay does it through camera action 
right? He shows you the shot of the farmland with the American flag in the background, and then he shows you the next shot of some city somewhere else um, and people walking the streets. And he shows you that through these fast cuts, these fast edits. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's in a Michael Bay film, there's always at least, what, 150 of these things, mm -hmm. right? Well, in Armageddon, like, I just did the math. I, I think I did it right. It's 3,600 cuts. Right. So... So, I mean, it's one of those things where <laughs> M Michael Bay, Michael Bay doesn't do it through his stories. He does it through his camera angles and his shots, and that's his cinematography. That's where he tells the story. So well, he's you don't not have his to own cinematographer. He doesn't shoot right. the camera. I mean, right. he works with someone, and they do it together, but I get what you're saying. Right, right. So, I mean, he shows it through that. So I could only imagine the editing of this film um, had to be a nightmare for the guy, but I'm sure he's also involved. Considering what too. they're doing. Right. Considering what he's doing, though, not he, just the editor, right? Right. Considering what he's trying to put together and tell the story through these quick cuts, um, I think ed editing Armageddon wins this hands down just because he had a lot more to do. So I think it was easier for the editor for Armageddon, though, personally, because there was, I think for Deep Impact, it was like, should we keep that? Or is that working? Is it boring? Yes, boring. Let's just keep rolling. <laughs> I don't well, know. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of other things to consider, too, is like, you know, how well did the director do coverage? Is there enough coverage? Is, did the storyboards match up? Did he prepare correctly? And I would say that Michael Bay, despite the fact that he can't direct actors to save his life, is probably a more competent director for even the simple narrative that he had than uh, the director for Deep Impact. She did fine. Um, and the editing came through fine. It was all straightforward. Nothing fancy. Not a lot of wipes or anything weird. Not a lot of blends. There wasn't a lot of crazy camera shots. No long takes. Um, going to the fast ADD version of Armageddon. I mean, it's super frenetic, right? Yeah, I agree. But it didn't. But it didn't feel that way when I watched it. Like I didn't notice that. Uh, right. I did. I, I thought it was jarring for the most. Like just holy crap! This cut, 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 cut. And, I'm, you know, you watch a lot of movies and TV now where the, the focus is on filmmaking and long cuts and hiding cuts. And, you know, there's this movie you can watch on Netflix I recommended a while ago called Bushwick. Um, they hide the cuts in the movie. It looks like one single cut. Which is kind of cool. So, so it's to, to me, that's like creative filmmaking. This is like, this is Michael Bay filmmaking. It's a little sloppy. It's a little thrown together. But it's fun. The movie's fun. But I think that's yeah. the direction of this and movie I, yeah i think that's michael bay's ethos right is this yes. movie's going to be fun agree not many people have very much fun working with, with him because he's like um as some people say a nazi but i think his <laughs> movies end up being okay fun except for the transformers movies well, well the first one was okay fun. Yeah, the first one was okay fun after, after that they were oh. not okay mark Wahlberg cashing a paycheck horrible it's All right. Okay. Acting. So, ooh, ooh. Now this is a real good topic because uh, Deep Impact's a big old wasteland of great actors with nothing to do, and Armageddon is a bunch of great actors with lots to do. So, yeah. Let's hear yeah. it. So this so is I... the one. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say no, this is one where they kind of tie out, but Armageddon comes out on top just because of the chemistry between the family setting versus the other one that's just kind of an on-screen setting. Mm -hmm. So, 
And um, I agree with actually, you, Adam. It was kind of tight. Yep, that's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. They're, they're, Sorry. Uh, of course, we have a veritable mine, a uh, gold mine of actors between these two movies. Oh, absolutely. It's just outrageous how many wonderful actors are in Except for Lily Sobieski. Except for Lily Sobieski. She's terrible, but... I have in my notes, they, Elijah Wood is always strong. Lily Sobieski is made of wood. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> she is Pinocchio's little sister. She's a waste of space. And she, Sorry. And she never got to be a real girl. No. So... <laughs> Geppetto, put her in the closet. Oh, and really all like... the acting, all the acting in Deep Impact is really, really strong. It's you know Morgan yeah, they, Freeman is is just crazy. a waste. Women's just... underwear. <laughs> Morgan Freeman's performance is is ridiculously good in this movie. He just puts it all out there. You can feel the strain that he he feels. You can feel the sadness. The just the awfulness of the situation through Morgan Freeman. He is just yeah. fantastic. Well, but um, at the end of the day, he's a snake oil salesman. You're not buying anything. The movie's about nothing. Mm. Yeah, but... He's good. Taylor, he's fine. James Cromwell, I always good. love him. Rest in peace. Uh, who else we got? Robert Duvall. Robert John Duvall. Favreau, Ron Eldard. Laura Innes. Richard Schiff. Blair Underwood. Kurtwood Smith. Strong. John Favreau. Did you say John Favreau? Yeah, John Favreau. Yeah. Yep. He okay, died in right, space. Right, right. He did die in space. That was sad. He sent an astronaut so and he sad. died in space. But then we move over to Armageddon. We got oh, Bruce boy. Willis. We got Ben Affleck. We got Michael Clark Duncan. Steve Buscemi. Liv Tyler. Uh, Billy Bob. Liv Tyler. Billy Bob. Will Patton. Uh, Bill Fickner. Owen Wilson. Peter boom, Stormare. Boom, Ken boom. Hudson. Oh, Peter Stormare. Jason Isaacs. And even the and cameos, Eddie Griffin fantastic. and Mark Curry, they're both strong. Of course. So what was who's who plays Captain Sharp? What is his name? Bill Fickner. Bill Fickner? Mm-hmm. Bill. That's why I, that that is why I never remember his name because he does it, it's such an odd name and it does not suit him. Emergency recommendation. Watch a movie uh-huh. called What's the Worst That Can Happen, starring one Bill Fickner and Martin Lawrence. You will die laughing. I will do that. Okay. I probably will. I will do that. I love Bill Fickner. He plays I, a, a I, gay dude. It's hilarious. I bet it is. So, he's wonderful in everything, I see, uh, yeah, in everything I've seen him in. You know, he, he was also in Pearl Harbor as uh, Affleck's dad. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. And uh, The Longest Yard, the new one. I'm sorry. Sure. Good in that. The outstanding star... Oh, goes to the, the Russian. Stealer. Oh, there's two. Peter Stormare. I love Peter Stormare. He's my favorite. Everything Russian. made in Taiwan. <laughs> that didn't sound Russian. American components, Russian components, all made in Taiwan. Have you ever heard him use his real voice? <laughs> no, I've yeah. only ever heard him be a Russian. Uh, you might. I think just that. assumed he was Russian. No, he's uh Swedish, so he's like still oh. skateboard. Oh, okay. Sorry, Stellan Skarsgård. There buds, you go. Or whatever. Uh, he can he can do an actually a very good American accent. It's crazy to hear him not I've, sound like a Russian. He's always doing a Russian, or you know, he's always always doing, doing his Russian. voice. Yeah, but yeah, to, he's a scene he's a scene stealer. In yeah, this movie. I agree. Straight up, he really is. But if we're talking about comparing them, Armageddon's characters all really worked well together. Yeah, I think they gel chemistry. 
of everybody on set playing, even though there's multiple different things happening, you know, everything kind of went together. And Deep Impact, it was like, oh my goodness, you had red and yellow and purple and like, you shouldn't have a teenage romance. Sorry. No. It was just not the direction. It was all kinds of weird. Yeah, but... And Elijah Wood did a great job acting his part. I think he's strong. Yeah, I think he. Had I think a- you have to remember, teenage romance are weird to adults. Mm, yeah. I yes. Guess. And so it's not. It's not. It yeah, shouldn't be not in the sixteen-year-old kids I, are thinking, "Man, I got to lock this down." No, I guarantee <laughs> you, there's a ton. I guarantee you, there's a ton of fifteen, sixteen-year-olds <laughs> that resonate with that. I guess. Yeah, you're I right. Oh my gosh. You. The scene where they're talking about it in the auditorium, and he's yeah. like, "You're gonna have more sex than anybody in the school." Famous like, people always what have sex, bro. Happening. What's that was improv happening right now. Was it? It was. Yeah, and all the adults were like, weird. "Oh, that's Timmy. <laughs> what a scamp!" <laughs> Being uh, really tough. Uh, Shut up, you idiot. Nope, they were just letting him be. It's ridiculous. Oh man. I think that uh, Bruce Willis must have had a, a bit of anxiety, I think, because his accent's touch and go in some places, to actually act next to, in front of, beside of Billy Bob Thornton. Right. <laughs> right. I think that must have been <laughs> giving him some sort of anxiety, because his accent is strongest when he's in those scenes with Billy Bob. <laughs> and there's other places where he's just back to Bruce Willis, and, oh, that's right, I'm Southern. <laughs> right. He, uh, his accent is fluctuates. We'll just call it fluctuating. Yeah, it fluctuates, sure. Oh, man. Billy Bob is great. Oh, Steve Buscemi is always great. The part Um, that always makes me laugh is when Liv Tyler's yelling at Harry on the rig and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Rockhound had to show me how to use tampons. What? (laughs) Right? He's like, I told her I didn't show her. There's a difference, uh, have Harry. Seen, have you guys seen uh, uh, Boardwalk Empire? I, yes. I never have. I've heard he's so good in it, though. It's, he's, he's so really good. good. He's, he's really so good. good. All right. I will watch you it. You should watch it. You should I watch will. it. It's a when really good time. show. It's, cause Michael it's actually, Shannon's in it. Because he's actually... Yeah, he's weird in that. But anyways... Um, <laughs> Is he Richard he, uh, Harrow? Who's Richard Harrow? I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't know his his actor name but he's okay. really good in it too but Perfect. anyways if you want to see steve buscemi not cast in a crazy wacky role mm-hmm. where just he's just kind a of a, a leading he's just a leading guy that's your that's your thing you want to watch perfect and he does it really well yes he does mm. oh, and also rest in peace michael clark duncan mm. oh, yeah. oh he's always so much fun the uh the psychological he exams or whatever He's just, he's just crying. Yeah. I heard that. After this, can I get a hug? Right. <laughs> <laughs> On IMDb, it said that Bruce Willis and Michael Bay had to talk him into even being casted because they didn't like wow. his no, audition. That, no, well, they loved his Bruce, audition, but he wasn't showing up to set. Oh, so they had to talk Bruce, to him and say, hey, we want that guy from the audition back. And then he finally. Bruce gotcha. Willis actually got him plugged in. Um but anyway, yeah. gotcha, you know, gotcha. he went to go on to work with Michael Bay at least one more time in the island. Which oh I yeah, think was right yep. before his there's death. a lot of people in the island that's in Armageddon. 
I think Steve Buscemi's in it. Who else? Yeah. I know it's ScarJo and Ewan. A lot of people that are in that. Yeah. I haven't watched oh, well. that in a long time. I've never seen The Island. It's where it. people oh, are cloned and they don't know. It's not bad. It's it's. Oh, I have seen that. It's they passable. like clone them for like uh, organs for organs. And yes, stuff. they think that yeah, they're I just have seen that. you know robots in a bin basically, but they're no, they're real people. Michael Bay's right. part of that, isn't he? He directed it. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so acting, I think we're going to give it to Armageddon because yes. Even though I think some of the performances in Deep Impact are great, they I think they're just selling snake oil. This the movie's a big old nothing burger, yeah. as Hillary Clinton right. would say. <laughs> oh, but, all right, on to production design. Production design. Uh, this one is easy. <laughs> Armageddon. Armageddon by a mile. A, a bunch of miles, a country mile. Yeah. Freaking Deep Impact's a standard lawyer movie, basically. Some right? sets, some location shooting, special effects were garbage. It's so boring. <laughs> yeah. Michael Bay yeah. has always done some pretty great work with shooting on locations and not on all sets. And he got some permission for this movie to shoot in some right. legit sweet locations that, like, at NASA that no one's ever shot at. He must have. Right. He must have a rolling contract with NASA because even during the Transformers, he got some sweet. Oh, I think this is where these shots. relationships start. Like he's had planes in movies that have never been in a film before. Right. No one has even ever been allowed to film them, but Michael Bay got to. I think he has a pretty yeah. good relationship with the military and NASA. Huh. And I think it's. I think it goes without saying. Anytime he does anything, he has to have an SR seventy one Blackbird somewhere. Oh yeah, it's well, the best plane that's ever been made. Right. <laughs> so. I gotta everyone just give a slow round of applause. Well, I can do that. He did. <laughs> I applaud him for using miniatures in this movie. He had a lot of really good miniature work and model work. And, yes, he did. You know, the and he blended that well with the awesome. special effects. So yeah, you know, it's a dying <laughs> art nowadays. Um, you know, Deep Impact probably could have used a little bit more net, so they're crap CG. But yeah, hey, 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 pretty easy, right? Any any other thoughts on production yeah. design? No, no. Yay, Michael! Yay, Michael Bay! Yeah, Michael I'll tell Bay. you what. One thing I was impressed with is is just the difference between the comet versus the asteroid, oh, and yeah. the the design of those two things. I realize they're different things, but Michael Bay in that movie outdid themselves with the production and the character. Of the asteroid. Well, yeah, in Armageddon, the incredible. the asteroid had a personality. It growled, you know, when exactly. it went through space. It was like, yep. which which hey. ties in with our next, which ties in with our next. All right, let's hit it. Too, sound. So. Yep. Armageddon, hands down. Armageddon everywhere. <laughs> well, let's 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 be fair. Okay, the sound mix in Deep Impact is good. The voices are all easy it's to fine. hear. The ADR yeah. work yep. is top notch. Nobody's yeah. lip syncing. Um, the right. score, though, is bland, if not useless. I, I, I didn't even. It's generic. I can't it's even. I can't even conjure a, a exactly an idea of it in I'm my head. Assuming, I, I don't even remember it. I'm assuming that it's a royalty-free thing that they, um, you know, the th- like the main theme in the movie Robin Hood suddenly became the theme for a lot of movies. That then is like all the Morgan Creek yeah. movies were using that same right. score. I think this is one of them deals. A lot of movies are using this score 
because it was free or they already paid for it once or something. <laughs> the studio is just sure. like, let's just keep using it. It's right? just boring music. And, but Elevator music. The, the score in Armageddon isn't, isn't like mind-blowingly good, but it, has, no. it creates tempo. It pushes the narrative. And there is some songs, of course. The big song. Right. right. Well, there's Don't a bunch of songs. Thing, of the course. sexy song that everyone just was swooning over in 1998. Leaving on a jet plane. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad. Oh, boy. Uh, I think the ADR work is mostly good in Armageddon. There's a few spots where Ben Affleck is definitely not saying the things that he's saying. <laughs> no, but eh, what are you going to do? You know. Yeah. Agreed. But I think the score itself is better and we got a hit song, so. I agree with you, Joe. The music and not to say that it's all Aerosmith, right? Because that's no. Aerosmith at the they time. Use, they use that theme a few times in the movie for the Affleck and uh, Liv Tyler things. Who did the score? Was it? It had to be Williams or James Horner, Horner, somebody famous. Horner, James, yeah, it definitely wasn't John Williams. It was James Horner <laughs> for Deep Impact. So I wrote that note down. Who was it for Armageddon? I don't know, Joe. You're looking it up, aren't you? I'm trying. <laughs> Composer is Trevor Rabin. Who? Just a dude. He did movies like this. Like Armageddon? Deep, Deep Blue Sea, Flyboys. 56 movies. National Treasure. National oh, Treasure. National movies, Treasure. You know, probably Remember Brock the Titans. movies. If I had to guess, they're all produced. Yep. Gone in 60 seconds. I'm looking. Conair, Sorcerers of Plurinus. Disney well, most Productions. <laughs> studios have Get a smart. Bad time. Boys 2. I'm yeah. actually on board with this guy. Contract or relationship with correct, and you can hear you can hear people. I mean, yeah, comes on guy, doesn't matter what movie, right? But most of them you can. But most most movie companies tie those are they 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 lock those guys down. Yeah, the big names, and you know, your, G- your Giacchino's, your Hans Zimmer, your um, John Williams, to a lesser extent, Danny right. Elfman and James mm. Horner, right. Okay, so d- Deep Impact, no. Armageddon, yes, Let's, for sound. Yeah, the verdict? Oh, the sound. Yeah. Armageddon. Armageddon. Uh, so verdict. Overall? Overall. Oh, I think we Armageddon. should do... Hold on, I think we should do one more one more category real, real quick. Okay. Feels. Feels. I yeah. actually have that written down. <laughs> we can put so that in acting. Say that. We talked about the right. feels a little bit, how we cried. I didn't right. cry in either. I think Affleck gets a lot of crap for not You're being a great a robot. actor. But I, th- I think he's a great actor. I really do. And I, I think, think he doesn't like making bad movies, which is why he only kind of makes his own now, except for the paycheck he got from DC to be Batman. Right. Well, I will watch because of the action and the comedy, but I will not watch Deep Impact again. There's no feeling whatsoever no, in that movie like, for me. Angela's talking about the the astronauts saying goodbye to their families. That didn't really resonate with me because I didn't care. Wow. No, I didn't care about these characters. They meant nothing to me. They we didn't spend very much time with them. I know. You know what I mean. You know, and I spend the entire movie of Armageddon with the Roughnecks. Mm -hmm. Right, and I honestly, I I anticipated feeling the same way. I was actually caught off guard with the when I started welling up, and I, I think the. Main driver of that was that I had my, you know, my three-year-old daughter laying next to me while I was watching it. And I'm just like, of course, thinking about, you know, how it would be if I had to 
say something like that to her. Right, but not and didn't necessarily yeah. have anything to do with the movie. Right. But no. When, when Affleck's, you know, situational, I guess, screaming at Harry through the the airlock that he loves him, and oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry now. And Bruce Willis is like, I'd be dang proud to have you marry my daughter, and I give you a lot of crap, but I do you're accept you, son, and you're, you're like and... a son to me, and all the things, and all the feels, <sighs> and all the crying, and then when he tired, he gives the patch starts... to Billy Bob. And... Oh my gosh! And then when he's talking to Liv, and he's like, I know I made you a promise. But I'm going to have to break it. There's snaps. And then at the end, during the credits and the wedding and all their pictures are there. I was like, oh, man, that sucks. I'm sorry. I'm heartless. Shannon, you're a robot. The feels was definitely higher in Armageddon. It is. Yes. I agree. Especially if you're talking about the feelings in your funny bone. Yeah. Uh, True story. Because she doesn't care about the feelings. She, She just wants to laugh. Yeah. I love action movies. I was this... sad when Owen Wilson died, though. He made, that made me sad. And Max. Yeah. I was kind of sad that John Favreau got killed in Deep Impact. I was yeah. like, ooh, he's in this I movie? Was, I was going sad, to direct but... Iron Man. <laughs> 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 I wasn't sad that Trevor What's-His-Face was dead. I was sad that John Favreau wasn't going to be in the movie anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, he's great. <laughs> I was like, aww. Meanwhile, Captain Blindface is getting Moby Dick read to him. Right? Anyways. So <laughs> Anyways. the end verdict. Blind Armageddon. I think we all agree Armageddon. Armageddon, Armageddon. We're going to disagree with Rotten Tomatoes. Armageddon's the win yes. here. What would you rate I'm guessing rotten. I'm guessing Rotten Tomatoes, other people that there's got to be like a porno out there called Deep Impact. Ah! And it that too. Um, I actually stumbled upon it and it's Deep Harry Impact. <laughs> well, oh. Deep Harry Impact for those so, interested. Yes. 15% of the votes have to be confused porno walkers <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> this was awesome. It didn't yeah. even twitch. I loved the plot. And the sex. <laughs> okay, so Deep Impact oh. is going to get a default zero. Let's rate Armageddon one to ten. Uh, I'm gonna rate it a six. Six out of ten. <sighs> I was gonna yeah, say I'm gonna go solid. Oh, go ahead, Jim. I was gonna say six point five. Six point five. I'm gonna go ahead and do a seven on this one. It's his Michael Bay love. I'm going to go six. (laughs) And I think Armageddon is, in some ways, an inferior movie. But it's significantly more entertaining. It is. Correct. And it's way more emotionally resonant. Yep. Yeah. And I I have to award the prize to Armageddon. So I give it a six as well. I'm just shocked at the Rotten Tomatoes score still. I know. I can see why people who just look at filmmaking would prefer... Deep Impact's standard style mm-hmm. to the frenetic pace. Because if you watch Armageddon again with the mindset of looking at how fast the cuts are and how f- jarring it is, it it will unsettle you. True. You know, Michael Bay says he doesn't even like it. Yeah, he hates it. He thinks it's his worst movie. Mm-hmm. And he made Pearl Harbor, so that tells you a lot. <laughs> he looks at Pearl Harbor and goes, masterpiece. But Armageddon goes, Bleh. So, I mean, the dude's weird. Uh, for sure. Weird guy. He definitely has a thing for Ben Affleck then. I think he likes oh, sure. I think he likes working with people he who will actually actors. come back and work with him. Cuz <laughs> right. he's legendarily a dick on set. So, hmm. well, he knows what he wants. Or Ben Affleck's a dick. Too. Well, if you I read a very interesting 
uh, interview with Peter Stormare, where he's talking about how he thinks Michael Bay's a genius, and he's like, he actually compared him to, uh, what's it, Ingmar Bergman. He's Who? like, he, he's a famous director, I guess. Uh, oh, okay. You look him up. Old movies. But he says oh. Michael Bay just knows what he wants. He He's not going to settle for anything less than what he has envisioned for the movie, and he's just not going to compromise himself for any of it. So I think... You know, if you're talking about Peter Stormare, who's worked with everybody, mm-hmm. every, everybody, every legendary he's been in everything. He's in John Wick too. He's worked yes, with he the Coen Brothers. He's, I mean, he's worked with everybody. Ugh. Everybody you can he's... think of who's a fantastic director. Mm-hmm. He, he I mean, pretty much, pretty much any movie or TV show that has a Russian has a need for a Russian. Peter Stormare's in it. Oh yeah, he was in Prison Break with Bill Fickner, I think. Yeah, was in that with him. Yeah. Yep. 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 You know, so he's. He's seen it all, and he says Michael Bay is a good director. I'm gonna have to believe him, despite Transformers: The Last Night. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. So <laughs> Anthony Hopkins says he loves Michael Bay too. Hmm. So, okay. So Joe, Joe, what is our movies next week? Movie next, for next week movie. is No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits. Same movie. Woo-hoo, if you were to look at just the casts of the movies at the time period they came out, you would think one would be way better than the other. You would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'm gonna um, have to watch and find I out. I actually, I actually do think one is way better than the other. Yeah, but I think it might be reversed based on the Academy Award mm. nominated person in the one and the in sync member in the other. <laughs> oh well, I think I, I think I love the in sync member, so that's what I would have sure. guessed. Nobody would have <laughs> thought that uh, the chemistry between Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman would be like two blocks of wood rubbing against each other. Eventually, they'll start a fight. I would have guessed that. Take a long time. I would have guessed that. Eventually, they'll start. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That was great. Uh, so well, let's we'll, save our comments till next week. We'll just, that's just how I remember. Right. I haven't <laughs> seen them since they came out. And when was this? Two thousand and six. Oh my god! Sure, I don't uh, know. Long time ago. Yeah, so I haven't seen long them in a decade-ish around there. I don't know how long it's been. Could be four years ago. Four ten <laughs> doesn't matter. But we're going to talk about those two movies for our Valentine's Day special, huh, baby? Mm. Mm. Two pieces pew, pew. of wood. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 2011. 2011. There you go. Seven years ago. We're getting old. Yeah. Uh-huh. So That's there like we go, guys. Uh, that was Armageddon versus Deep Impact. Um, Armageddon's on Netflix, so go watch that. Deep Impact's yeah. available nowhere because no one wants to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe. 20 years ago, those movies came out. Crazy. That is a true statement. Can you 20... do Peter Griffin? Peter Griffin? Can you say... I can't do a very good Peter Griffin. But can you do, like, the... the yay, line? Michael Bay? Yeah. <laughs> Peter Griffin wouldn't say yay, Michael Bay. <laughs> Shannon's covering her eyes like how I cover my eyes. All right, guys. Uh, Peter Griffin would say Roadhouse. 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 I want to watch Swayze. <laughs> Not Michael Bay. <laughs> Not Michael Bay. Um, Mine sounds better. Yeah, it does. It's great. <laughs> so we're going to see you guys next week for those movie twins. Uh, check us out at moviedomies.com. Uh, we really would like some audience participation. We really would. We want to know what you think, and we'll talk about it on the show. That'd be that, great. We want that to become a thing. We want to grow our audience, and that in, that is the people who are listening to this. So please, comment on the, the show post at moviedummies.com, whatever you want to say, and we'll communicate with you, I promise. Sweet. So you're going to post promise. something tomorrow about Friends with Benefits? 
No. Put a poll out well, maybe there. Maybe I could put a pre-post out there. There you go. Good call, Shannon. I'll comment. Good idea. Hmm. You're not worthless. No, I'm kidding. She's going to kick me in the balls later. So, yeah. Ow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. And, you know, if you want, you can throw us a rating and review us on iTunes. That'd be great. Helps people find the podcast. It's almost like word of mouth, but it's word of clicking. Okay, Joseph. So true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll see you guys next week. Hear you guys next week. Well, you know what we're talking about. My brain is fried. I am Joe. Uh, Adam? <laughs> I said I'm Adam. Oh, you were not here. <laughs> I'm Shane. No, you, you said I'm Joe. I said I'm Adam. And yeah. you're like, Adam? Well, I'm going to leave this unedited in the recording. <laughs> And you'll hear. <laughs> okay. Uh, and who's I'm left? Angela, by Perfect. the way. Perfect. And we are the Movie Dummies. See you next week. Bye. Come on, Shannon. Yeah, I'm going to go play. <laughs> Do you have cere- cerebral palsy? No offense to people. No, that's that my side mouth, Peter. Don't don't just move your lips over to this. You just put the bottom one out. Just shut the you bottom just one like, out. You and talk say, out the side of your mouth. You talk out the side of your mouth. And Look you say, me. I'm Michael Bay. Look at my face, Lois. It's like I slowly have a twang, even though I'm trying. <laughs> just Michael Bay. Already? Oh, heavens You're doing your it. Irish accent. Lois. I do declare, Lois. I didn't mean to buy this horse. Roadhouse. There you go. Perfect. Thanks for listening to these idiots. I cannot wait until the seas finally take over. Until then, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, and visit us at moviedummies.com for more content.